just want to talk to you a little bit about the Holy Ghost. Is that all right? We've been covering the Holy Spirit, baptizing the Holy Ghost before I was even born. There's still more for you and I today. There's still more. I got born again 20 years ago. I got baptized in the Holy Ghost 19 years ago. But there's still more for me today. That's what I want. I want the fullness today. I want to forever be being changed into his likeness, used for his glory, changing the world around me. You and I weren't meant to just sit here and let the world idly pass us by. And you might be sitting there today saying, but you are loud. You are wild, woman. And I am not like that. Woo! It's all good. He made you just how you are for a reason and a purpose. And there's a sphere of influence for each and every one of us. But we must be being filled with more of him. We must be continually transformed by him that we would be effective in our area of influence. How many of you want to be effective? I want to be effective. I don't always have it right, but I do know how to repent. Can I get an amen? I don't always do it right, but I do know how to repent. I do know how to get on my face before God and say, I need you. Help me. I do know how to go to my neighbor and say, hey, I messed up, man. I am sorry. I may not get it right this next time, but are you willing to walk with me one more time? One more time. So I want to take a look at scripture today. You know, one of the things that people modern day, is it, it, it's hard for people to see there's a difference in our salvation experience and our experience with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I want to take a look really quick in Scripture. Marlene, we're going to go to John chapter 20. They don't have any notes because I wasn't supposed to preach until about two hours ago. So y'all just give me a break today. John 20 and starting in verse 19. And this is Jesus. It says, when the same day at evening being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, they were hiding out. Jesus came and stood in the midst of them, saying, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them. That's the ruach, the breath of God. Receive the Holy Spirit. This right here is the very first born-again experience that we find in Scripture. The disciples were hiding out. They were in fear. How many of you know when we get born again, we're not always at the church knocking And Jesus came to them. Jesus comes to you and I in the midst of our turmoil. He comes to us right where we are and, and shows up on the scene. And there he was, and he showed up on the scene, and he showed them the holes in his hands and the hole in his side. And when they looked upon him for the very first time, their eyes were opened, spiritual eyes opened. They no more longer saw Jesus as a great teacher, but they saw Jesus as the Messiah. You know, I can remember growing up in church and having encounters with God, and no one could explain them to me. I can remember being um, strung out on drugs and, and night where I was laying in bed reading the book no wonder they call him Messiah 
And I was reading the book and realizing that one day I would be dead. And in that moment, I'd be before the judge of my life. And for the first time ever, I was ashamed because I knew that that judge is holy, that he's righteous and pure, and that there's nothing in this world. That moment of time, my eyes were opened, just like the disciples' eyes were opened. And I knew that I needed Jesus. It wasn't some super spiritual altar call with some salvation altar call prayer that you're told to repeat. And yes, those are necessary. But I was so broken, I couldn't have found him in church. I was so full of shame. And in that moment of time, laying in bed with that book in my hand, I can remember just saying, Lord, help me to live a life that on that day we would know each other. Just that we would know each other. And it's as simple as that. The disciples just looked upon Jesus in that upper room. They looked upon him and they saw with eyes, spiritual eyes for the first time, that he had shed his blood for them and was resurrected to new life. When you and I have that born-again experience, not growing up in church, not the God of our parents, not the God who's still hanging on the cross because he's not there anymore. He's not in the grave anymore. He has ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. When we have that revelation, when we can see for the very first time, Jesus himself breathes the very breath of God into us. In that moment of time, our inner man, the spirit man within us that was dormant all the days of our life, from the very moment of conception, it's dormant until our eyes are open to the life-saving power of Jesus Christ. And in that moment, the breath awakens the spirit of God within us and we are new creatures in Christ. We are born again, living creatures of Christ. In that moment, we're sealed with the very presence of God, with the Holy Ghost, until the day of our salvation. That is the experience that the disciples had in John chapter 20. That is a born-again experience. But that isn't where it stops. Jesus stayed on earth for some 40 days before he ascended into heaven. And Jesus himself, in Acts chapter 1, Let's take a look. It says, being assembled together with them, he commanded them, do not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. This promise of the Father is so precious. It was the promise before time ever began. It's an eternal promise between the Father and the Son that we might know the love between the two of them. Did you know that the plan of salvation isn't just about us having a revelation of our sin? What does sin do? Sin separates you and I from God. He doesn't want to be separated from his babies. He doesn't want to be separated from you and I. The plan of salvation at the cross brings us back into relationship with him. Because the Father and Son want us to know to know what pure and holy love is. 
The love that the Father has for the Son and the Son has for the Father is expressed in the person of the Holy Spirit. Romans 5, 5 tells us that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't a secondary plan. It was always part of salvation. It was always part of the plan, an eternal covenant for us to know his love. So he says, hey, don't go anywhere. There's more. Wait for the promise of the Father, which you've heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Everybody say me. me. You. He didn't say the five over here. He didn't say the holy ones. He didn't say the ones that were really messed up. He said to everybody in that room, but you. That's you at home. Therefore, when they come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will at this time you restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But it's not about you and I knowing everything. It's not about us having all the answers. But, everybody say but. You will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you, everybody say me, me. You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You and I aren't meant and aren't capable of doing this without the Holy Ghost. We need the dunamis, supernatural, dynamite power of the Holy Ghost that comes and changes us from the inside out. That equips us with power from on high. And the awesome thing about it is it's Jesus who's baptizing you and I in the Holy Ghost. It's, you, it's Jesus that's equipping us with his spirit. Zach says it all the time. They are not in competition. Jesus is, has had his earthly ministry and he's got a heavenly ministry. And his ministry today is to always intercede for you and I. We have a Savior who's praying for us, who understands our needs before we have them, and he is praying for you and I. And he is pouring out his spirit to equip you and I. Will you receive it today? Will you allow him to baptize you in the Holy Ghost? This baptism in the Holy Ghost is not a one-time experience. This baptism in the Holy Ghost is a continuing, just like we talked about Sozo, that he is able to save to the uttermost. It's not a, oh, I was saved 20 years ago and now I get to live how I want. No, thank you. He saves me. He is saving me today and he will continue saving me tomorrow. And as long as I position myself properly... I am being baptized in the Holy Ghost today. I am saturating in him today. And I'm going to be baptized tomorrow just like I was baptized yesterday. I'm going to be, be ye being filled with the Holy Ghost all the days of my life. Come on. <laughs> More power. More power. More power, more witnessing, more, more, more into his image. Transformed into his image from glory to glory to glory. In him. Ephesians 5, 
in verse 19 says, no, we'll start in 15. See to it then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. That be filled is, is the continual, but be ye being filled. A constant being filled. That's how we're able to be empowered, dude, with power from on high to be his witnesses. Do you look like Jesus every day when you wake up? Look, last night in the moment, I had Zach on the phone with Pastor Angie figuring out the hospital. And I'm, I'm, um, I had just got the phone with my sister who went with the medical hiccup. We're on the phone with my parents who had this huge dog. Um, and this other dog got in their yard. My dad's 81. He's got some back issues, blah, blah, blah. Well, the dogs go at it. So you can hear the dog, like massive dog fight. You can hear people screaming. You can hear no. You can hear, oh, my God. You can hear it all. And I'm going, the kids are there. And I'm going, because you got Zach on the phone with Angie, right? And in the natural, I want to like, I'm going to the hospital. I'm going to Louisiana. I'm going to Texas. i got to fix something. You know, y'all all know what I'm talking about. In the moment, you don't look like Jesus. Everything, every emotion rises up right? Every emotion rises up. And then to see your dad, I mean, he's got a 120 pound dog. My dad, and if you see my dad, he's a big man. He's a, he, you know, he lifts weights and he was done. He, he had just wrestled two dogs and he was done. And he went inside, his blood pressure was skyrocketing. And I'm just like, I can't do anything to help anybody. I can't go to the hospital to visit Angie. I can't go visit my sister. I can't go take care of my dad. So I'm just going, and the kids are going, Mom, what's happening? We're just going to pray for everyone. Let's pray in tongues, okay? And as time went on, everything, everything was okay. But in that moment, you don't feel like everything's okay. You're worried about everybody and how do we fix it all. But Jesus didn't say go fix it. Right? He said be my witness. Sometimes be my witness means be still and know that I am God. That I'll be exalted amongst the nations. Sometimes that family member's salvation has nothing to do with you. Sometimes your freedom and your deliverance has nothing to do with you letting the people who wronged you know. Do you hear what I'm saying? It is you and Jesus. You may they may never realize what they've done to you, and that's okay. Because that judge that I spoke about earlier, he knows. It's his responsibility to take care of them, not yours. It's our responsibility to be ye being filled with the Holy Ghost. I, uh, <clears throat> I grew up Catholic, went to a Baptist church when I got born again. 
Um, and I was totally messed up. I, went, I came from a great family, but um, emotionally very immature with a whole lot of hurts and hang-ups that I will spare you with today. And when I got born again, I ended up on drugs, selling drugs, living the horror life. And when I got born again, and, but, but I held it together, right? So on the outside, people thought I would just like to party a little bit. But I ran a company. I had a good business mind. Everybody thought I had it together. But how many of you know that I didn't? And that I did the drugs and I sold the drugs to hide the hurt inside. And so you're, you may not have an outward sin. You may not have an outward issue. But deep inside, you've got some self-esteem hooga booga jiggy. You've got some mental thing that the highways of your mind aren't allowing freedom. You've got some hurt deep within that's not allowing people to love you. And you lash out. You hear what I'm saying today? You judge. Maybe you've got a little bit of racism in you. Let's just keep going down the path. Right? But God knows. He knows our inwardmost thoughts and the intents of our, our hearts. He knows our words before they even come upon our lips. And this is the God that we serve that baptizes in the Holy Ghost and will deliver us in a moment of time. So here you have this messed up little Catholic Baptist girl. Right? who no longer is dealing drugs, and everybody I gave drugs to I invited to my water baptism. Come on. So here's this girl messed up, but I had to do something, and I wasn't really accepted in the church because I wore loud makeup and loud clothes, and I'm not really that quiet. <laughs> and so here comes these prison ministry people, and I'm like, I can do that. So I do all the training for it, and I go into the state pen, and I'm like 22 years old, right? And I look like about 15. And here I walk into the state penitentiary in Louisiana. And when I walked in the doors, I thought, this is beautiful. I was home. I loved it. Every single inmate I saw was my new BFF. And I began to love on them. They played ball. I got to go school the inmates in volleyball. It was awesome. And how many of you know on the court, whether you're male or female, you were going to talk some trash? Well, the awesome thing was I, I could back up the trash talk. So I would go head to head with these mean, mean women. And it was fun. <laughs> it was awesome. But what I didn't know was God was going to use the very thing in me that I enjoyed to be the very thing in me to bring me to the end of myself. You get it? I didn't think I was being very spiritual, but I was using the God-given gifts and talents within me that, hey, I could walk in a room and have a party just because I, I like to have fun. I could walk on a court and game it with the best of them. And that's what I did. I talked so much trash. We were there for two days. I talked trash all day, every day. It was so much fun. But... I also invited the people that I was talking trash to back to church service that night. 
right? You want me on your team? You coming to church. You want to win this game? We're going to win. You coming to church. But those women were met with love. They were met on their terms, right? I wasn't some super spiritual, I'm going to bring my, you know, cover my head with some thingamabob and walk all, right? <laughs> I just went where they were. I kicked it with them. And when they walked in the gymnasium that night for church, we made these two lines. And as they'd walk in, we'd cheer them on and high-five them just because they came to church. Could you imagine us doing that out there? Yeah! That's what our greeters are there for. Just not quite as scary. And they walked in, we were high-fiving them. And man, in that, in and of itself, I all of a sudden I became emotionally, mentally, and spiritually exhausted. Because I began to recognize that all of a sudden there was something greater happening than what I understood. And so I went and sat down and was like, whoa. And as I looked up, I saw a cloud. It was as if the whole gymnasium top was off. And there was a cloud covering the entire building. And I could tangibly see it. I could tangibly see the rays of heaven coming down. And I thought, this is Bible. This, I'm living Bible. We aren't born again so we could just go and be stupid. We're not born again so we could be better than someone else. We're born again so we can represent Christ in a fallen world. And I just began to bawl. This is Bible, me. The Catholic Baptist girl who was crazed out on drugs, I'm living Bible. The one who walks in shame because if you knew who I was and what I've done, you wouldn't be friends with me. I was living in the middle of Bible. And church started and I worshiped my heart out because I knew that he was alive. I knew he was living. I knew he was there. He was in that jail. They preached, and then they did this altar call. I had never heard of an altar call. They told us we could work it. I didn't know how to work it. I didn't know it was to be worked. But God said, you're going to do that. So they called the workers to come work. And I went up there, and I just watched. Let me see what Linda does. Let me see what Pam does. Oh, they're talking to them and praying. I can do that. See, I had been practicing on the way to Sunday school for the past year how to open and close in prayer out loud. So that way I wouldn't be embarrassed if they called on me to pray. So I could work this altar call. <laughs> Trying to explain how spiritual I was and was not, right? And so I'm praying for people and I'm loving on people. But the problem was, is they kept calling out all my women that I was playing ball with. The hard people. The tough people. People they were surprised were there. And I'm praying and praying and praying, and then I have nothing. I'll see the cloud and his presence all around, and everyone's getting prayed for. And I cannot, I am in awe that I am exactly where I am. I mean, to be in the presence of God like this was way overwhelming. And I saw the cutest little old black lady you ever did see. She was probably about five feet tall, 90 pounds soaking wet. 
And she came from the very back row. Whew. She's changed my life forever by answering that altar call that day. Because I knew to be a woman in the state pen, you had to have done something super bad. Because they didn't, they don't still like to put women in the pen. Because they're the ones caring for the family. And when I saw her, I, I knew the shame I lived. And I questioned the shame she lived. Those that she hurt, the kids and grandkids that, that she hurt that she couldn't be with, all the pain that she was walking and living in, but that she was still coming. She was answering the call of Christ. And I, I, I saw in a moment, it was like that gift of intercession came upon me and I could feel and sense her pain. And every step she took, it was as if a load would fall off and just break off of her. And I lifted my hands and all I wanted to say was, Jesus, Jesus. My Jesus, the one that set me free, the one that's delivered me from my hang-ups. Jesus, would you help her? See, it doesn't have to even be super spiritual prayers, just the reality of our hearts. Jesus, help her. And as the attention was off of me and the attention was on her, that didn't come out of my mouth. That was my heart, but that didn't come out of my mouth. And I, I tongue, and I did. And they had women around me that had to stop ministering to the inmates and come minister to me. I was freaked out, but I knew I was living and walking in Bible. Living and walking in Bible. I had been born again for a good year, year and a half by that point. I had loved Jesus. I had changed and been, I stopped doing all drugs. Hello. I was changing. Hallelujah. But I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. And that day set a precedence for me that I knew I needed more all the days of my life. The very next day, I said, I refuse to pray with anybody. <laughs> no. It, that is weird stuff. I'm not doing it again. I'm scared of it. But the problem was, is that the one lady who ran the yard, the one lady that was the meanest, the gnarliest, she ran the yard. She was, one, she was the one that I said, if you want to win, you're going to put me on your team and you come into church. And it was a God thing. Again, God used the little sassy gift thing in me for his glory. And she came to church. She goes up to the altar. She's throwing down her cigarettes. She's bawling and she won't let anybody touch her. She won't let anybody near her. But she wanted that little church girl. Go get that little church girl. They come and get me, and I'm like, uh-uh. I ain't going to. I'm not praying for anyone today. That, that happened yesterday. We're good today. <laughs> but the Holy Ghost in me wouldn't stop. And I went up to her, but I was going to be real serious. We got this. <laughs> I 
And as I went up there, everything in me broke. Again, I melted for her and saw the pain in her and the reality that she put on this show of toughness because of all the hurt. The depth of her toughness, if you will, was the depth of her pain and her desire to be loved and accepted. And I got up there, and she just wraps her arms around me. And I, I mean, I'm jello at this point. I'm bawling. And she's bawling. And she keeps saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I keep saying, you're forgiven. He forgives you. I forgive you. We love you. And it keeps going on and on. And it was like, I mean, it was like time stopped, and we were just in this dance. And, and his, he was all around us. And in a moment of time, she says, I, I didn't mean to kill him. I didn't mean to kill my baby. And out of me bubbles the love of God. It's okay. He knows you're forgiven. And the Heather in me doesn't know how to forgive that. But the love of God shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost can forgive anything because his blood paid for all of our sin, for each and every one of us. And, and in that moment, I'm shocked at what's coming out of my mouth, and then I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost yet again. And I realized in that moment that it wasn't for yesterday. It's not a one-time experience. It is an ongoing be ye being filled with the Holy Ghost that you might be filled with power to be my witnesses. Thanks be unto God I was baptized in the Holy Ghost 24 hours before. I didn't have time to spiritually mature to be able to have the right answer for this woman. You and I don't have the answers for all people. We are goobers, and there is hurt, and there is depravity all across the land. Just turn on the news. We don't have the answers, but what we have is Jesus Christ and him crucified and the baptism and the Holy Ghost that will equip you and I with power from on high. The very thing that they need is the love of God shed abroad in our hearts. And as we are baptized, as we are filled day in and day out, we can be his witnesses. I didn't have to get up and preach a three-point sermon. I went bald it with somebody and then loved her. Who do you need to go hang out with? Who do you need to invite over for dinner? Who do you need to give a hug? I got to go make some cookies for my neighbor this week. And I'm going to knock on their door and just telling them I love them. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is shed abroad in my heart. Who is it that God's got knocking at your door? Maybe you. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Just Maybe. It's you that needs the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Maybe, just maybe, you need your Heavenly Father's love wrapped around you. I never knew a love like I knew until that weekend. I found love in the state pen. A love like no other. A love that will never leave me. A love that helped me get rid of my shame. Helped me to see who I was in Christ. 
if I could look at those in the state pen with respect, all because of the love of Jesus, then I could look at myself with respect because of the love of Jesus. The baptism in the Holy Ghost. Let's take a look at Ephesians 3. We'll go to verse 17. Now we'll go to verse 16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened. How many of you need to be strengthened? Strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. I don't need to go hit the gym. I need to go with the Holy Ghost. That he would come and strengthen me and my inner man. That Christ might dwell in our hearts through faith. Being rooted and grounded in love. Being rooted and grounded in love. We need to learn how to be loved by the Father. How to be loved. Remember, Jesus said, wait until you receive the promise of the Father. The promise of the Father is that you and I would know his love. We get so hurt by the world around us, so hurt by our family and growing up and people that we don't know how to be loved by the Father. We have to be rooted and grounded in his love as a believer. What better way than to allow the Holy Ghost to come? He is love. He's the expression of the Father's love. So we're rooted and grounded in love, being able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height to know the love of God that passes all understanding, that you and I might be filled with his fullness. The baptism in the Holy Ghost opens so many opportunities in Christ. Takes us past ourselves into the reality of his person. That we would, the, the width and the length and the depth and the height. I could do a whole sermon series covering one a week. Realizing the length of his arms to go to the length that I was lost the depth to go within our being to the very deep crevices of the hurt and the rot within us. Just thinking of Pastor Angie, the length of his love, that he knew what was going to happen and he wrapped his arms around her and had her 100% protected all the way around. We'll begin to see his love all around us if we'll let him in so instead of being drunk with wine what do we do as believers be ye being filled with the holy ghost my kids know and worship team y'all can come back up my kids know whenever i say oh uh -uh. everybody's gotta be quiet we gotta turn on the worship <laughs> they know exactly what that means they know mama's at the end of herself, and we just need Jesus. And they know if mama's praying in tongues, it's either a really good praise note or really low. Come on, Jesus, I'm at my end. But it becomes the life of the believer, right? I'm not going to go open up the wine cooler. I'm not going to go pop the beer open or the vodka. Come on. 
I'm not going to the club or rolling the next joint. Come on. I'm not going to get my Xanax. I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. I'm going to get the one that has saved my soul, that has created me and understands me fully, and I'm going to be ye being filled with the Holy Ghost that I might receive power from on high to be his witnesses, that I could be his witness to my husband, that I could be his witnesses to my children and my staff and my leaders, and that I can be his witness to the very stranger on the street that I don't know because his name is worth it. So if you've been born again, I want to tell you today that there's more. You can be baptized in the Holy Spirit sitting in your home, sitting in this pew. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can be baptized again today, filled with the very presence of God. And you say, well, how do I do it? Well, everybody get on your feet. At home, too. I just don't want you lazy. Everybody get on your feet. If you're able. Scripture tells us to repent and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so, yes, I repented on the day of my salvation, but I repent every day since then. Lord, forgive me because I'm ugly. I fail some days. I fail, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me. Some of you need to forgive yourselves. Some of you need to forgive your parents, your co-workers, your neighbors, your boss, even your children. Lord, forgive me for making it about me. Lord, forgive me for just missing the mark. And then you just receive. Just like your salvation is a free gift, so is the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Free gift. We just receive it. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so awesome.